You're listening to the Social Sorting Podcast, where I, your host, Ryan McKelvey, and a guest will be sorting different characters from all of our favorite books, movies, musicals, and TV shows into Hogwarts houses. So sit back, grab a butterbeer, and listen in. This week, we're trading lightning scars for lightning bolts. It's Percy Jackson with Max, also known as Max on TikTok. Music by Carson Reitz. Yay! Hi, Max! Hi! It's so good to have you. I'm super excited. We're doing Percy Jackson today. Um, so go ahead, Max, and tell everyone um, your TikTok at. Max is another cosplayer on TikTok. Yeah, uh, my at is accio.max, so A-C-C-I-O dot M-A-X. Um, and yeah, I do cosplay and like just sometimes like silly things. Um, but yeah, on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, yes. Insta, too. I always forget Instagram. And then um, you can talk a little bit about your merch store that I'm super excited about. Oh, yeah. I just uh, launched it the other day. It We have a couple of different things in there. Uh, there's, like, merch for James Potter, because I'm, like, a huge James Potter stan. Um, but the main thing in there is the house hybrid lines. Um, so I made these, like, house hybrid uh, shirts and sweatshirts. And, yeah, they're all available on Teespring. And there's links on all my social medias. Great. Cool, cool, cool. I love that so much. And I freaking, I want the James Potter is not a bully mug so bad. And I also have like 10,000 mugs, but I don't care. I want it so bad. <laughs> I made that and I was like, if I bring another mug into this house, my roommate's going to kick me out. <laughs> I want it to exist. So. Just to have a mug cabinet. That's that's okay. I feel like lots of people have entire mug cabinets. I yeah. did growing up, so. Normal. No judgment. It's fine. Okay, so let's let's just dive on in here, Percy Jackson. We have a lot of ground to cover. Oh, yeah. And we just talked about this, but I think actually, as a whole, this was the hardest one for me to do. Really? Yeah, and I don't know if that's because I just recently read it for the first time ever. So like, I haven't been thinking about it for years, like the other ones I've done, but it was really hard. Yeah. And I tried to remind myself, like any character that is like in any way realistic is going to be hard to sort. Like even the Harry Potter characters, like if you didn't know Hermione was a Gryffindor, like, of course you would struggle to put her in Gryffindor or Ravenclaw. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. She would get a uh, a griffin claw yeah sweater from your merch store <laughs> um and then oh but I do like that they're a lot closer in age to what you, you would be when you were sorted you yeah. know I think that's really interesting because I think even people can like turn from whatever their house was when they were sorted and like become fitting more for another house but it's like too late you're already in this house so but yeah okay after that little spiel of ours let's let's start with Beckendorf Mr. Charlie Beckendorf I want to know I want to know yours because I feel like (laughs) so my first instinct for him was Gryffindor just like because that's his like vibe I guess but then like the more I thought about him I I was like he's a Ravenclaw yeah because like, the Ravenclaw, like, we know, like, Ravenclaw is the house of, like, wit and learning and whatever, but the Ravenclaws that we actually see in the books are, like, they're inventive and, like, creative. Yeah, and exactly. That's him a lot. Yeah, because he's just, like, 
as soon as he's done with something like one invention he's like okay on to the next one can't wait to do another thing like that's like all he does yeah absolutely and like just like the stuff that he comes up with is like it always like shocks everybody else like at least from Percy's perspective it's it's always like so impressive the stuff that Beckendorf can come up with yeah and I think the other things fit him too like the wittiness and things like that he's just um I was gonna say he's a lot more reserved than you'd think a Ravenclaw would be but I guess I've never really seen a not reserved Ravenclaw because Luna's like reserved but eccentric so yeah yeah I like the Gryffindor tendencies I think he had was like the sort of self-sacrificing you know spoiler alert um at the end in in the last Olympian where like we see him kind of like not hesitate to like die for the cause right um and also the fact that his like things that he's inventing are like utilitarian like he's not we don't really see him invent things for the sake of invention they're usually like for use purpose that he's trying to accomplish um which I feel like that like for the greater good kind of mindset might be a little bit Gryffindor yeah that makes sense I think like in in terms of like creativity alone and yeah the thing snarky and a little bit like witty I think like he doesn't yeah. talk much but I think he's got good like one-liners yeah it's like there's a lot to go off of with him but also not yeah but that's because he's a ravenclaw and he like only speaks when he needs to yeah (laughs) it's kind of how that goes but also so this i think is because i think i was also stuck between gryffindor and ravenclaw for him and it was when when he did die and nico said that he talked to him and percy asked if he was going to try for um what is it regeneration or like rebirth um, the, yeah rebirth for the like isles of the blessed or- yeah and i feel like a gryffindor always would almost yeah yeah i could see that until they're more they have more of like a legacy i guess yeah i that seems almost like a slytherin trait to me yeah well see i think that's where gryffindors and slytherins meet yeah on that thing I could see that for sure. They'd have different motives for coming back, but I think they both would. Yeah, most I think of the, time. the Slytherin would want the reward, and like the Gryffindor wants the like almost bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he's just like, no, I'm waiting for someone. <laughs> Tear. <laughs> Ouch. The little Ravenclaw. Now, I read these books when I was like, 11 or 12 and Beckendorf dying hurt me so much like for a character that was barely in the books oh I was it was really hard (laughs) and I just read these at 24 but yeah it hurt me really bad and I the whole time I was just like maybe he's not actually dead maybe he's gonna come back until Percy had that conversation with Nico and Nico had spoken to him when he was dead and I was like no I was really hoping there was gonna be a plot twist or something but no, he died. Um, unfortunate. But speaking of Beckendorf, it's now time to talk about Selena, his girlfriend. What are your thoughts on Selena? So I keep wanting to put her in Slytherin. And I think like I think it's because of the whole spy thing. Like I don't think 
I don't know though. I, I <laughs> it's really hard. I wholeheartedly think that she's a Hufflepuff. Really? Yeah. Because of the spy thing specifically. Because it wasn't like, oh, we'll give you a place in our new world order. It wasn't like about the pow power or the connections. It was because Luke was nice and charming and he like got to her like heartstrings. Like that was her motivation. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that a lot, which is a little mind blowing, but also, yes, <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> because I don't know. And like, and like the, like when she dies, like she did it to like save her friend, which I feel like dying for the greater good or to save the world is like the Gryffindor way of self-sacrifice. But like, dying to save like her friend specifically like because she was dying to save Clarice I think is more of a Hufflepuff that makes so much sense now I feel like I was so blind like it took me like she I had to like marinate with her a little bit yeah she's one to marinate on especially because you don't know about the spy thing really until yeah she dies um but yeah a Hufflepuff which is I think it's hard to um sort people into Hufflepuff when they're like do something bad yeah and that's why I kept trying to put her in Slytherin but you're right she never like wanted it to for any like big thing for herself it was just to help other people even though it wasn't always the best person to help yeah this is gonna sound like bad towards Hufflepuffs and I don't mean it to be but like only a Hufflepuff could get played like that you know what I mean yeah no you're right we all have bad traits. It's fine. I will take that. You're absolutely right. Just me, like, cause like they have like big hearts and like that's you know. Yeah, like, it's the need for validation. <laughs> yeah, like, cause I think almost Ravenclaws kind of don't need external validation, and Slytherins, their like motivations are more for themselves, and like Gryffindors are more. I lost my train of thought here. Gryffindors are oh, more for like the kind of have this like unshakable moral compass. Like Gryffindors sort of have a like right and wrong, and I will not be diverted from this. Like yeah, bad for me, kind of. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And like if they're go to, they want to like go down in history, and they want it to be in a good light. Yeah, there's definitely like an ego with Gryffindor. Yeah. That. Yeah, because they're more like leaders or would want to be leaders more than followers and Hufflepuffs I feel like don't care <laughs> they're just like whatever you want me to do like whatever makes you happy correct me I'll do I'm it because I'm trying to remember in the last Olympian when they're defending New York I know Clarice and the Aries cabin weren't there at first mm -hmm. came in later but like Selena wasn't there either like she also stayed out of the battle or did she go to get them I don't remember I also don't remember I think she was there and then she wasn't and then came back posing as Clarice like in her armor and stuff. Okay, yeah. She might have gone to get them. I don't remember. But anyway, I, I stand by it. She's a Hufflepuff. Yeah, no, I'm. you're completely correct. You're complete. And that's why I think I was struggling because I keep wanting to, kept wanting to say she was a Slytherin and I knew she wasn't, but I didn't know where else to put her. And you fixed that all for me in like three sentences. <laughs> it's so 
are like some characters they're just like you don't have to think about it you just look at them and you like I know that they are this but yeah well no like I should at least like uh but sometimes that's what they are like not a good example because she's like the opposite of what you expect but like I mean characters we'll get into later like they are what your first impression is but Exactly. Like not everybody is a hybrid house. Some of them are very much just one house. Most definitely. Oh, a little Ravenpuff couple. Yeah, we love to see it. I'm kind of sad that they both died. (laughs) These are some really sad books, actually, for children. (laughs) Like so is Harry Potter. Yeah. I know why they they like we're all traumatized from our children reading or childhood reading children reading okay so we're getting into a groove here because we just talked about Selena so now we get to talk about Clarice Clarice is so hard I think yeah she is she is really hard because again I wanted to say just Gryffindor immediately because just of her like being I don't know like her energy yeah yeah. her whole energy is very Gryffindor and I I'm I'm fairly confident with Gryffindor yeah I think I'm I think I'm stuck on Gryffindor for her I I think that she she has like a little bit of Slytherin for me though because of her motivate like she wants to look good in front of her dad she wants to be impressive like it's not just that she wants to like fight for the greater good or like whatever like wanting to be impressive and like be in charge and be the boss like feels a little bit Slytherin to me like it feels a little ambitious yeah I can see that but I think the refusing to join the like Manhattan battle in the end because of like her pride having been hurt yeah so uh, Slytherin was the one that I was like is she Slytherin or is she Gryffindor kind of thing but I think I would think she was more of a Slytherin if she was doing things that she was doing just to not make herself look good but just to get where she wanted to go rather than look good to other people. Yeah because also I think like having wanting to have the reputation of like being like brave and this great like hero is sort of still a Gryffindor trait. Yeah because I think some Slytherins would be less likely to care about whether they were seen as a hero or a villain as long as they were like seen as on top yeah then a Gryffindor who's like no I want to be the the hero I guess a Slytherin version of Clarice would have joined Kronos probably if if she saw the opportunity to like gain more of an advantage yeah yeah okay I'm 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 with you on Gryffindor then yay Sometimes it's really hard for me to be like, no, <laughs> because no, like you're right. I, she does have Slytherin tendencies, but she's more Gryffindor to me. She's more one that uh, it was easier for me to be like, mm, Gryffindor energy. Like, yeah, she um, like, she is one of those ones that I'm like, first impression, everything about you screams Gryffindor, but I don't want to just like go with my first impression. Like I want right. to dig in, but but she makes they all make me a little sad because of when um her boyfriend or that guy she was into oh, yeah. went oh, to the other what, side what was his name i forgot about him. I, eric 
It could, that does not sound familiar, but it very well could be. I, don't, I read these books like a couple months ago again, um, and I already forget. Feel Chris? Like. It's Chris. I don't know where I got Eric, but it's Chris. <laughs> no, that sounds right. Now that you say it. Chris Rodriguez, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Chris Rodriguez from the Hermes cabin. Yeah, but when he, when Chris goes to the other side, I feel like if she had been a Slytherin, she would have been like, I'll make it work I'll, as long as I can get on top somewhere and I'll just go where Chris is going. Yeah. Oh, now I'm torn though, because like I'm really, I really feel like no Gryffindor would have not joined that battle immediately. Yeah, but it was her pride that was holding her back from helping. Yeah, but she's okay now. She, you got me all turned around. Oh, I was like so. I like forgot about that for a minute. Part of me feels like she was going to. She was always going to join in the end. And, but she was just being stubborn. I don't know. Now I'm trying to think of like examples of Harry Potter characters, like me too, who did something similar. I don't know, but I also feel like Slytherins. No offense to Gryffindors, but I also feel like Slytherins are a little more picky about what they're stubborn about. Clarice was stubborn, being stubborn about the chariot. <laughs> like she was, she's stubborn about everything. So, okay. Okay. Well, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. We're back to Gryffindor. Okay. <laughs> Had a little speed bump there, but I back do, to Gryffindor. If hybrids were a thing, I do think she would be a Slytherdor. hundred percent. But. I, I completely agree. We gotta. The hat would, so. <laughs> okay. So Clarice is a Gryffindor. We've got three different houses so far. So that's cool. Usually we have at least two. Of the same. Slytherin? Slytherin. Oh. But we're on to Aries. <laughs> I think I have the same problem with Aries that I have with Clarice, but I think I might go the other way and say that he's a slit. No, maybe not. Oh, I don't know. I see. I always still think you're like me. As soon as like <laughs> somebody else says like the other one you were thinking, you're like, oh, it could be that one. But see, I still think he's a Gryffindor. Well, but I can be more swayed for him for Slytherin because he did support Thanos and he did it for himself, which is a very Slytherin thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah, he did help Thanos, I guess I should say. He didn't support him in the end, but in the beginning, he was the one that was like helping get Percy to Thanos so he could have the lightning bolt or whatever. Wait, what? Wasn't he? Thanos. Not Thanos. Kronos. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War meets Percy Jackson. I'd watch that movie. I would too. But no, Kronos. Yeah. So, and also, I feel like he was kind of, he was very like, listen, the gods and Olympus are going to do whatever. I don't care. I just want. Yeah. I feel like every interaction with him is very self-serving. And I feel like his interactions with Clarice, like, I think we see him kind of give her the, like, you can't make me look bad kind of speech. Yeah. He feels yeah. Like a Slytherin to me. Yeah, you've convinced me pretty quickly that he's a Slytherin, especially because I think Gryffindors are more, like, team players than yeah. Slytherins would be, 100%. Well, Slytherin, or Gryffindors are team players, but they want to be the star, like, mm-hmm. the team player true like no iron team is 
Hufflepuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think you're right. I think. I've, and I feel like he's got some level of like jealousy about like Zeus being more powerful and all that. But yeah, I think um, like when he helped Kronos in the beginning, because I think Kronos told him that he would help him become like the most powerful god under Kronos or something like that. I think so. Like, cause like, and especially if you think of the gods as like family, like to desert like your family, like that. Mm-hmm. So Slytherin, yeah. which is so funny because I was more confident that Ares was a Gryffindor than Clarice. Really? Yeah, but now I can't see him not being a Slytherin. Wow. I think it's because I picture them as very red. Yeah. Because of, yeah. It's like the aesthetic, like, can like get you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the same issue with Beckendorf. Like, I think of him as like being like in like fires and stuff, like in like the forge and whatever. Yeah. And I just, like, my mind goes to Gryffindor, and then I was like, wait a minute. Which is so funny that our minds make that association. We're like, yellow? Hufflepuff. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he's a Slytherin, which is so weird. You wouldn't think, I feel like you wouldn't think the god of war would be a Slytherin. But also, yes, you would. I, I mean, and we'll get into this more, but I think that it's it's hard for me not to see any of the gods as Slytherin. Yeah. Like, because I think, especially in this series, they all have this sort of attitude of being above the characters that, like, we relate to. Yeah. Like, they have an attitude, like, we see a lot with, like, Mr. D, of, like, these, like, trivial mortal issues are, like, yeah. They're gonna be, they're gonna come and go, and I'll still be here. And then, like, using mortals to, like, accomplish their goals for them so they don't have to do it yeah like slyly like moving puzzle like moving chess pieces and like playing by these certain rules to like sneakily get what they want I feel like it's just a Slytherin family yeah there a lot of them are very Slytherin I would agree with that but there are a few gods that I don't think are Slytherins but we'll talk about that later I don't want to spoil anything sorry I'm getting ahead of myself no you're fine (laughs) Because I was about to be like, yeah, but this god I don't think is a Slytherin. We'll talk about them. Oh, but we're actually talking about Athena right now. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> and that's actually pretty funny because I don't think Athena's a Slytherin. Neither do I. Actually, I think she might be the only one that I don't think is a Slytherin. Oh, we might have a disagreement later then. But Athena, I think she's a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yes, okay. I didn't want to be stereotypical about it, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm like, goddess of wisdom. Like... Yeah, you can't... <laughs> she basically is Rowena Ravenclaw, but a goddess. Yeah. And I feel like she's the mo- Like, in interactions we see amongst the gods, she's, like, one of the most level-headed. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a Ravenclaw trait to, like, you know, be... Like, Gryffindors and Slytherins can get very, like up on their high horses and I think the Ravenclaw to like bring like rationality into the conversation yeah more balanced I guess they think it through before making their decisions yeah but less like of a people-pleasing angle that like the Hufflepuff might be yeah most definitely yeah Um, she's pretty easy (laughs) she I mean not that she has no Slytherin tendencies because I think to some extent they all do, like, just mm-hmm. people, like being gods. But I think she's definitely more Ravenclaw. Yeah. And especially even like 
when you think about all of her children aren't even like she didn't they're born from her brain yeah like she didn't even do anything to get them they're literally thoughts <laughs> but yeah a ravenclaw her brain children and we're just going through the gods here i guess because now we're on to zeus zeus i would agree would be a slytherin i think yeah that is like i my like main thought of zeus being a slytherin i think i could maybe be convinced of him being a gryffindor but like a very specific type of gryffindor yeah like the obnoxious type of, like that's definitely a type of like yeah or just the absolute worst but you know I yeah overall you'd have to have a really good argument to convince me that he was a Gryffindor but if any other house if he had to be any other house to be Gryffindor but he's very much a Slytherin I think yeah anyone who refers to themselves as lord of the sky come on gross but you know what's so funny is they always talk about how um because Zeus and um Poseidon like don't really get along that if Percy was ever like on a plane or something that Zeus would like strike it down yeah they don't ever talk about Talia like going on a boat and Poseidon sinking it because yeah, Poseidon's not crazy yeah <laughs> but also I feel like that's such a Slytherin thing to do like this is my space also like the idea of like starting a war because like your toy got stolen <laughs> yeah although like that's almost not a Slytherin like that's almost a Gryffindor like I have this unshakable like sense of right and wrong and you stole from me and I'm gonna burn it all down like yeah I almost feel like a Slytherin is like well okay war would be bad for me too so let me just like get back at you some other way Ooh, see that's where his Gryffindor tendencies come in for sure he'd be like a Slytherdor but ooh, I still like I think it's the suit the pinstripe suit he always is described in is very Slytherin for me and also like just not even specifically to this series, just like Greek mythology in general. Like, yeah. Your dad, <laughs> like, yourself ruler of the gods. Like, I mean, obviously his dad was trying to kill him, so like, whatever. But yeah. I mean, he like he set himself up as the most powerful god, and I think that that's a Slytherin kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made him. He was like, I am god of thunder and the skies but i'm also king of all the other gods <laughs> like yeah slytherin because <laughs> i think if he'd been the gryffindor he'd been like okay we're all gods like kind of equally but he just had to <laughs> yeah. had and to be he was the first one to break the pact right about like not having kids yeah nico and bianca were before the pact yeah and talia is older than percy so yeah. He was the first one to be just like, mm, I'm going to do what I want, though. Yeah. Look for other people. Mm-hmm. Which is also kind of a Grindor thing. Oh, I don't know. I think he's a Yeah, he, okay. He's one of those characters where a lot of, like, the Gryffindor tendencies and the Slytherin tendencies meet. Yeah. The ones that are the same in the both houses. Yeah. They meet. So it's like, ooh. I'm sticking, I'm sticking with Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. But... I could be swayed for Gryffindor if you like really fought for it, but we're not 
He's Southern. <laughs> and it's the suit, I think, that really just drives it home for me. The pinstripe suit. A point to which, like, the image, like, means a lot. It's very Draco Malfoy to me. Draco Malfoy black suit. And speaking of Talia, she's next. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Talia. Talia's hard for me. I think I get Gryffindor from Talia. Why? I think everything we just mentioned about Zeus, his Gryffindor tendencies, Talia has, but she doesn't really have the um, Slytherin, as many as the Slytherin ones, not nearly, I don't think. And I don't think, ooh, mm, I might be wrong because I was about to say, I don't think a Slytherin would join the Huntresses because Artemis is always in charge of that, but I don't know. So what I'm torn up about is that I think that it's a very Gryffindor trait and like this is kind of getting into what we'll talk about later, but I think it's a very Gryffindor trait to refuse immortality. And Mm. Talia doesn't. Like, you know, she joins the Hunters and like becomes immortal. Mm. But it's also a very Gryffindor trait to like die on a hill to save your friends. Like yeah. you make that your hill to die on. Yeah. You know? Ooh. So and also she doesn't just become a hunter, she becomes like the leader of the hunters. Oh yeah, because she replaces Zoe. Yeah. Like she comes in at the top position, like except for Artemis, obviously, but Artemis isn't with them all the time. So like Right. So she's still in charge. Oh. Mm. she like kind of jumps at the first chance of power and authority yeah I guess hmm but it's not like she does have reasons for it that aren't necessarily self-serving yeah like she did it because like children of the big three are dangerous and she kind of wants to like take herself out of the equation yeah and she doesn't like trust and well okay but the fact that she doesn't trust herself to be able to refuse luke oh i forgot about that it's kind of like like she's a slytherin who like knows her weaknesses like she knows that she's mm. by power so she's like at least let me be tempted by like good power yeah and that is actually very not gryffindor to know your weaknesses and like admit to them <laughs> gryffindors are the least self-aware yeah <laughs> And she did think about it before I she joined them. And I think if a Gryffindor were to join them, and they'd be like, a turn life, cool, heck yeah, like we're doing it like within like five minutes of being asked. <laughs> yeah. She basically made like a pros and cons list and then was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. So I can see Slytherin for her too. And like, also I like that because I feel like a lot of times, like, when I sort people into Slytherin, it's, like, a criticism, and I don't mean it to be that way, like, yeah, like, it's, like, um, Zeus, who, like, sucks, <laughs> so yeah. I'm, like, oh, he's a Slytherin, <laughs> like, I don't think of Slytherins as being bad, I just, like, it's, I think, narratively convenient sometimes. Yeah, no, I completely agree, because I think just Slytherins, you know, that whole, the infamous, there's not a bad witch or wizard that didn't come from Slytherin I think that's because and I've talked about this before like Slytherins have less of like a moral stance when it comes to getting what they want yeah and so they don't necessarily care when you're kind of told to value something like from the time like 
at least from the time you're 11 years old or like possibly before that if you come from like a Slytherin family then like maybe like sooner or later like, you start being what people expect of you yeah I have I have like whole like opinions on the Hogwarts house sorting process and like how it works and like how it messes people up yep whatever but. yep Sorry for another day. I, well, it's going to require some explanation later when I tell you my Hogwarts house because it's a nuanced opinion. Yeah. Well, see, okay, so I will say this. I think I have a big thing about uh, part of your sorting being one that you, like, you get to kind of choose or at least have a say in where you go. I mean, Harry Potter did, so why shouldn't anybody else? Yeah. Because Harry Potter also could have bitten Slytherin pretty well, I think. I almost feel like to an extent, like anybody could fit any, okay, so you know how there's like the theory, like the basic idea of the sorting hat, it's like, this is your personality, this is where you go, like. Yeah. You're smart, you go in a whatever. Um, but then people kind of argued against that because it doesn't really make sense with some characters, so they answered back with the virtues or the values theory where mm-hmm. like, it's what you value so like because Hermione values like friendship and bravery over like learning that's why she's in Gryffindor and I think that all of that is wrong because I think it still doesn't like make sense for a lot of people I think I call it the influence theory and I think that the sorting hat puts you like around people and also like in a group that's taught to value a certain thing that would be the best influence on you so like going back to the Hermione example, like, yes, she wasn't great in Ravenclaw because she's so smart and she loves to read and loves to learn, but, like, maybe she wouldn't have done much, like, she would have learned a lot, and, like, that would have been great, but, like, the greatness she achieved was because she was around the Gryffindor personalities and, like, taught to, like, not just learn, but to do something with it. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, yeah, because I really like the value theory. It's kind of, my. I think my theories I have like a few of them like mixed together but I never thought about that and I really like that and And that makes a lot of sense it like especially with the marauders I feel like that's like it's the most obvious because like James and Sirius were super charismatic so they were gonna kind of become like the natural like leaders of whatever group they were in Mm -hmm. so to put them in a group of like we're taught to value like doing the right thing and like bravery and like honor and whatever that kind of puts their strengths to good use yeah you know and then like Remus would have like again been great in Ravenclaw but he's like was more reserved and more private and they kind of helped pull him out of his shell yeah and then Peter being like the biggest failure of it like that's the only thing that could have saved him is like those friendships and like it didn't work but I'm gonna be thinking about this for like ever now (laughs) so thank you oh yeah thank you for that (laughs) but no because that's so that's ooh, that's really good that I have jumped through to justify my Hogwarts house (laughs) (laughs) but no that's completely fair uh but so I still don't know where Talia is I think she's a Slytherin from what you said that makes a lot of sense I don't it's interesting though that we're we struggled between Slytherin and Gryffindor for Zeus and the same for Talia and also same with Aries and Clarice. Clarice yeah and I'm sure that was like intentional like yeah Ooh. yeah 
I don't know. I could I could see her in both, but I think you made more points for Slytherin that I agree with. Yeah, I I think the knowing her own weaknesses is what sells it for me personally. Yeah, that's yeah. When you said that, I think is what put it over for me because Gryffindors would never. <laughs> Not only would they consider themselves not at risk to joining Luke, but they also would never admit if they were at risk. Yeah. So. I want to say, like, and they would be right. They would never join Luke. But, like, I mean, there are the Peter Pettigrew type of Gryffindors. Yeah. Like, you know. Right. But. And the Selena type of Hufflepuffs. Oh, yeah. That's true. Which, because you wouldn't think a Hufflepuff would do that either but she is awful puppy, you're right. But yeah, so that's our first um, same parent-child house sorting is Zeus and Talia. That actually makes a lot of sense for me because I feel like Zeus wouldn't make sure that he had a kid that would end up in the same house as him. <laughs> yeah, Zeus would be such a Lucius Malfoy about yes. it. <laughs> Zeus is just Lucius Malfoy. Wow. Oh. That makes a lot of sense. Dang. Okay. So, so far we've got Beckendorf at the Ravenclaw table. Selena, our only Hufflepuff so far, is all by herself at her little table. Clarice is a Gryffindor. Aries is a Slytherin. Athena is a Ravenclaw sitting over there with Beckendorf. <laughs> and then Zeus and Talia are Slytherins with Aries. Yikes. What a table. A cage match between Zeus and Voldemort, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, no wands or anything. Just <laughs> No lightning bolts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but hey, lightning bolt. Lightning bolt scar. <laughs> Zeus is Voldemort. <laughs> Zeus is both Lucius Malfoy and... But Percy has black hair and green eyes. Percy is Harry Potter. Oh. Um, Rick Rordian is Percy Jackson, just a Harry Potter AU. Whoa. That's what I want to know. Back to everybody. We figured it out. <laughs> Everyone can go home. We figured it out. But now we're on to Luna Lovegood. No, just kidding. I mean, Rachel. Rachel was really hard for me. Yeah, um, I think that she's a Ravenclaw, but I could be very easily convinced otherwise. What? Okay, so I also think she's a Ravenclaw, but if you could be convinced she's in another house, what house would it be? Actually, kind of any, uh, not, not Slytherin, but I, like, just the fact that she, like, ran into Percy and was like, we're friends now, like, yeah, little Hufflepuff, and also yeah. the fact that, like, this whole like oracle thing was like super like dangerous potentially and like she could have like literally lost her mind but she's like well if my friends need me to my friends who I met three months ago um, right. I guess that feels a little bit Hufflepuff to me but she also seemed kind of like fierce and like that was also a very brave thing for her to do and, yeah like, so that I could see Gryffindor yeah but mm-hmm. it's like the creativity and like the fact that like she took this kind of solitary role that doesn't really have any glory in it. Like, 
this it's not like a solitary role that makes her a hero it's just this like i'm doing this thing that's gonna like kind of isolate me but i know it needs to be done like yeah yeah i think she's i think she's a ravenclaw and honestly part of it is i think mm, i don't know this might contradict a sorting we do later but i think if any like house as a whole was going to be able to see through the mist it would be ravenclaws um yeah just because they're very like they're i think they're just they're just the best at like seeing through the bull yeah that that checks out actually i didn't even think of that angle but that makes sense i mean i know it's because she's the oracle but (laughs) or like but like percy's mom can see through the mist and she was never like the oracle yeah she was never like a potential vessel for the oracle so yeah yeah i don't i i i think she's a ravenclaw yeah i agree i feel i feel good about that me too and she this is this is interesting because I don't think Ravenclaws and Gryffindors share a lot of, like, traits, but they do in her a little bit because she f- realizes, like, what she's supposed to do, and then she, like you said, she very bravely is like, I'm going to do it. Like, I've got to stop Percy. Like, ooh, it's she's really hard. I do think she's a Ravenclaw honor bound like this is my duty and I'm gonna do it like even though it's dangerous like feels a little bit Gryffindor to me yeah and also just like even on like personal like her interacting level when she's like sitting in the car with Percy and she's like so are you gonna kiss me right (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's very true she's a she's a Gryffindor Ravendor which I I I guess good about Ravenclaw for her. Yeah, so do I. And she ha- she's one of those that like just kind of has the energy, I feel like. Yeah. But she is also less subdued than a lot of Ravenclaws you see. And I think that's why it like wavers between Ravenclaw I, and Gryffindor. I think too it's like the red hair. Like you see yeah. like, <laughs> like weasley. It most definitely is, especially like redhead redheads always trip me up. Because of all the Weasleys in Gryffindor, all of them. But no, she's a she's I think, a I think, I think she's a It's the mist for me. Yeah. I think. It's the fact that she's an artist. Like yeah, that's such yeah. a Ravenclaw trait. Yeah, it very much is. Artists and artists and seeing through the mist. Done, Ravenclaw. I forgot that was one of the points I wanted to make, and I completely forgot she's such an artist. And it's also that she saw through the mist and like, she wasn't like scared. She was just like curious. She was like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, the curiosity for sure. Yeah, which I think she would be Luna Lovegood. I think if I had to like match her to somebody. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely less eccentric. Yeah. But so she's she's quirky. Yeah. There's a lot of, apparently she isn't very well liked by a lot of, like, readers, and I don't know why I really like Rachel. Well, I think it's the, like, I want Percy and Annabeth to be together, so anything that could possibly happen. Mm, yeah. Ladies, it's 2020. <laughs> Stop, doing that. Stop pitting women against each other. Yeah. 
But Rachel's a Ravenclaw. She's the Oracle. Nobody's getting in the way of Percy Beth. It's fine. <laughs> also, like, did you want Percy to marry the first girl he met when he was 12? Like, yeah. Well, they'd all read Harry Potter already. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, Rachel's a Ravenclaw. And then we're on to Poseidon. And Poseidon's the one, just, he's the only god that I was, like, very unsure of. I guess besides Ares. I think he's a Slytherin. Do you? Because, and, like, I think I could be convinced otherwise, because I feel like I don't, like, the only impression I have is Poseidon is, like, he had Percy and then, like, left him. And I think the fact that he, like, broke the oath, had a kid, because he wanted to, like, okay, like, it was for love or whatever, but, (laughs) that sounds terrible, but, um, The fact that he kind of, like, in a way, like, not that the gods didn't do anything, but he kind of, in a way, just, like, lets Percy fight this battle for him. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, at the very end, like, the gods were fighting Typhon, so, like, they were busy, like, during the Manhattan battle. But, like, like I said, like, the gods, like, letting the mortals, like, play out their conflicts for them because they have to abide by these certain rules you know Mm. like letting your own kid like do your dirty work and like face all the danger just feels a little bit yeah that is very Slytherin but what are your thoughts I don't know I just I don't know I I just don't feel Slytherin for him but you did make a lot of good points so now I'm like well I don't know because I I I could never really I just know he's not Ravenclaw and I'm pretty I could probably make a case for Hufflepuff if you like tried to like I don't know, like strong arm me and being like, convince me he's a Hufflepuff, but I don't think he is. Yeah. I don't get like strong Slytherin vibes from him. Like, I don't, like, he's not the kind of character that you look at and get this immediate sense, but I just feel like I can't make a case for anything else. Like, yeah. Hear your case for Hufflepuff, actually. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's the beard. I don't know why. I think it's the outfit. Like he's just very like it's the Hawaiian shirt and yeah. he just wants to fish and like he's just he's just trying to love people and hang out with his fish and also fish. I guess. But like like I said, like <laughs> I'd have to really map it out to convince anybody that he was awful about I think if we were more in it like if we had really seen the love story and the breakup and whatever between him and Sally maybe I could see other things but I think like based on the side of him that we see from Percy's perspective he seems Slytherin to me yeah yeah you're right I think it was the outfit that threw me off sound like Slytherins are bad I don't mean that no, no, you're con- You're right. No. It's just all the characters that I hate are in Slytherin. <laughs> tell you. That's just sometimes it just happens that way, which is very frustrating for me because my husband's a Slytherin, so like I don't think they're all like evil or anything. I would have married him, but um sometimes I feel like in some books it just happens that way. Yeah. Cause I mean it is like I said, like it's narratively convenient to have your villain be ambitious and like yeah self-serving like 
that's all like a lot of times that's what makes them villainous and if that's their most like notable characteristic then right mm. but no he's a slytherin and i don't he's not evil so i don't think you're making them i don't think you're making slytherins seem like you hate just... them oh you don't like poseidon i like him i mean as far <laughs> as the gods go in the books i like poseidon the most like, i like apollo the most oh yeah yeah and like I could maybe be convinced for Hermes because Hermes is at least like helpful sometimes. That's true too. Hermes, I do like Hermes. And I don't know, maybe I'm just partial to Poseidon because he's the reason Percy Jackson exists. But no, I forgot about Apollo. What would Apollo be? Gryffindor. Yeah. Apollo has himbo energy and that is Gryffindor. Like That's true. I would actually... It'd be almost a tie for Gryffindor and Ravenclaw for me, because he loves um, writing that poetry, poetry. and the music. Bad poetry. It's bad, but I don't think. Because <laughs> if we're going with your influence theory, I think he would. They put him in Ravenclaw because that would better him. Well, yeah, that's fair. That's hard. I think influence theory is easier with um, children, like people like 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 either real people or like Harry Potter characters because you can see like how it did play out like I yeah like theory is hard to do with characters from other things yeah but just because like you don't know who would have been at Hogwarts with him right know? yeah um, but, I don't know you could convince me either way for Apollo Gryffindor but no you're right he does have himbo energy <laughs> Himbos belong in Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, and I will not take any criticism on that. I agree. Yeah. Um, oh, but Poseidon was a Slytherin, right? Yeah. I, I agree with you, Slytherin. I think I just, it was those Bermuda shorts. <laughs> Draco Malfoy would never. Hufflepuffs <laughs> wear Bermuda shorts. Yes. Gryffindors also, I feel like, would wear Bermuda shorts. Ravenclaw's too, only just not Slytherins, which is why I was struggling so much with that. But you're just 100% right. I... He is definitely not well-dressed enough to be a Slytherin, but like he can change his clothes. Yeah, he just is. He just is a Slytherin. I guess when you live for millions of years, you, or thousands of years, you want to change up your look. All right, guys. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have this week. Tune in next week for part two of Percy Jackson with Accio Max. Bye!